Greetings, Migops, and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our lovely co-host, Kyle. I'm also joined uh, this week by my two cats, Winnie and Fergie, who are currently destroying the uh, natural, non-artificial Christmas tree that I was bullied into purchasing. Uh, they are going to get pine needles everywhere. So that's a, that's a personal note that has nothing to do with the episode. But I will tell you this. Kyle and I, this week, as we do every week, we'll be discussing a topic. I know the topic generally. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to do this thing. But we are going to discuss this topic for somewhere around an hour. We are going to debate it vigorously. And then by the end of this episode, we'll have a definitive top 10 of that thing. However, I think maybe everything I just said will be proven moot by some ground rules Kyle will introduce. So, after that exceptionally long introduction, Kyle, what are we talking about today? Thank you, Michael, for that fantastic introduction. We are at a very special juncture in this podcast because, as you know, we have reached our 100th episode, episode 100. Numero CN yep. for you Spanish speakers out there. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh-huh. That's my that's my French noise. Precisely. So, yeah, we we've done this for a long time and mm. I thought we should we should lather up in it a little bit for a hundredth episode and do something a little special. But then I, I started thinking about what that could be. And the reason that I enjoy this show so much is obviously because I get to spend time with you, but. Truly and entirely, it's more just a really, really good excuse to have intelligent, or not intelligent, it's a really good excuse to have sometimes intelligent, always fun conversations with our friends and yeah. and talk about something that that person is really into, and it usually provides us a cool perspective into that person's character, and it's fun for us because we know them well, but I think it's probably also fun for other people to get a peek into our friends' personalities. So that's what I think this has been all about. So I think that's what I, I wanted to to talk about today. And I thought about just ranking the people that have come on this podcast and realized that would A, be stupid, and B, be impossible. So... Yeah. We could have gone by, like, height. Yep. Yeah, been funny. <laughs> just an arbitrary measure. I Yeah. What I decided to do was just... I, I wrote down every person that's come down that's come onto this podcast and then I mm-hmm. sorted based on the number of episodes that they've been on. And then with ah. and then if they've been on and, and if there's a tie, I just did it by order of appearance. So okay. I, I took a cue from your episode ninety nine where these are mm-hmm. these are not rankings but tiers. And within those yeah. tiers there is an order, not alphabetical, but in this case, reverse order of appearance. So that is how this will go. And each 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 person on this list this will still will be issuing a thank you for their time and for helping us do this. But I also as I was looking, I was compiling all the episodes and the people and I realized like you could very easily guess who did each of these most of these episodes just by looking at the title and how yeah. these topics tend to have a very a tight connection with the person that we're talking about. And so 
I, I think with each one, there's no like set format to this, but with each person, I'm going to mention the episode or episodes that they were on and then identify a couple items from their list or something about the list or something about my memory of recording with that person that I'm fond of or is a kind of like an important aspect of their character. So basically just kind of a little, a shout out to these people and uh, it'll be kind of like a, kind of like a greatest hits of all of our guests and therefore a greatest hits of the show in general, because everyone knows these are the best episodes. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's funny what you and I have definitely realized and talked about over time is that while we quite enjoy the episodes, we just do ourselves and, and, there's nothing wrong with them. They're good. They're, you know, they're good, but, and people enjoy them. I think it's definitely more fun to have somebody else come on and talk about something that interests them because our range of interests and our range of expertise is just limited. Like everybody, there's only so much we can talk about. And I think we pride ourselves on taking an interest in a lot of different things. Like we're, we are generally just interested people. We like a lot of stuff and we get excited about a lot of stuff, but there are limits to that. And it's cool to have guests on who are excited about different stuff than we are. And I I definitely think as we think about the future of the show, because it's been what, now two years now, I think, right? Almost two years in February. Yeah, just about two years. As we think about the future of the pod, our ability to come up with new topics will certainly be outpaced by our ability to record episodes. So we are going to need more hands on deck. We need more people. We need more friends to talk about stuff to keep this thing interesting. So I think this is an excellent way to celebrate a couple of uh, 100 episodes. That's pretty cool. And I think this is the right way to do it. Yeah, no, I'm excited about it. it. It feels it feels appropriate to. Yeah, to pay. uh I don't know if it's homage or homage now because Quinn and Emma called me out on this a while back. Um, what did they call? Which which did they call you out for? I, I can't remember. I either said I think usually on here I say something is in homage to something else. Yeah, but I that's think, correct. So this is in homage. So you're paying homage. Yeah, but something is an homage. Okay, I think that's what we arrived at, but it yeah. seemed weird to pronounce it differently for different uses. But it's I'm, odd. I'm glad that we we've, we've come to that. So yeah, all right. I cannot wait. I want to just share one last thing. The thing that I think is also cool is I certainly have a lot of people who I still want to have on. Oh, like yeah. not only people who we've had on who I think could add more. But other people who I know and who you know who can join and, and do great things. Many, 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 many. Yeah. So mm -hmm. for our 200th episode, we'll do another one of these. Yeah. Maybe. All right. <laughs> Let's get to it because it's 25. Okay. So just to, to, to some numbers. We, yeah. we have had 100 episodes, right? Yep. So of those, we split it pretty evenly between us. Where if it's So there's... There's 59 episodes that either me or you put the list together. Mm -hmm. And of those, um, I did 32 and you did 27. So pretty much right down the middle. Mm -hmm. Then we had four mistakes pods. We had one pod where um, it was fan sourced to the 2018 albums. And I we're going to have to do 2019 because yeah. that has been... I don't know music. Yeah. It's good for me to have some yeah, friends we, tell me about music. We need help. And then, Who's Billie Eilish? Yeah. <laughs> Billy who? Betty Boop? Betty Betty? Ooh. And then we have 
38 episodes that were put together by a guest. So that's just wonderful. 38 episodes and 25 different hosts. So that's fantastic. And so without further ado, I'll get into it. We have 25. We're just going to go through them. And so there are, let's see here. There are 12 people that have done one episode with us. And the most recent of those was my sister, Claire, and she did Things the Kids Say. This should be pretty fresh in our minds. We did it not all that long ago. Yeah, she was a total hit. I was I was talking to my dad recently and we were actually talking specifically about the phenomenon you were referencing earlier, which is, you know, kind of introducing our wider circle to our, you know, circle of friends. And my dad was just saying how he feels he's gotten closer to you through the pod and how he he was noting that he hasn't, you know, seen Claire in so long. Ever since she was a little kid last time he saw her and he was just like, wow, that's so cool. It was really neat to hear how she's doing now. She seems like a classic member of Kyle's family, just a really great, really kind, really sweet person. And so it was cool for that was gratifying for me um, to to have the chance to open up, you know, the, the Claire box with with a wider group. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that she's getting some broader exposure because she sometimes occupies the shadows when it comes to our family, but she shouldn't. And this past weekend was Thanksgiving and I got to see her firsthand do some stuff that I thought was very impressive. Like this, this episode, because it's focused on being a high schooler, I was thinking about her high school career and it's not over yet, but already in three years, not even, she's already been a far more impressive high schooler than I ever was. <laughs> <laughs> like just while we were at home, she went to work at her part-time job and uh, was preparing for tech week as she gets involved in a play. She plays high school sports. She goes on podcasts. She's just very impressive. And that is one of the things that I think about when I listen to that episode. And I think a good takeaway from it. 100%. The kid's a stud. So thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Next up, Right before that, we had my friend Daniel, my colleague, do time travel movies, and <laughs> what a delight! Just an all time, all time great episode from a yeah. a person who whose fandom of our podcast has escalated very quickly, and I've really, really enjoyed him getting up to speed so quickly. And I think he has too, because he has. Well, a- he immediately. Yeah, sorry, you go. Well, because I he's already he's messaged me a few times since we did this, and he's chopping at the bit to do another. So I'm excited to have him on again. But very one of my all-time favorites to do because this was something that I thought I knew a lot about and it turns out that I didn't and he just and he educated us. Yeah. He was it was immediately clear that he got what we were going for and was going to elevate it to a level that we were not capable of of elevating this podcast to. It was just mm, beautiful stuff. Yeah. One one thing I liked about that episode, and it's something that he does in general, is, um, like he obviously knew far more than we did about time travel movies. Yeah. But at no point during the podcast did I feel like, like judged by him yep. or like like we were being looked down upon in any way. And this is something that carries over to him in his professional uh, activities as well because. He has a lot of a lot more experience than I do in our field. And whenever we work together, he had a really cool way of respecting opinion and integrating it into what he thought and educating and teaching 
and being receptive and respectful. And it's actually a really hard line to walk is to have <laughs> to work mm-hmm. with someone that you have so much more experience with and try to maintain that kind of feeling of mutual, you know, like you're working together, you know, so it's very impressive and it's something he was able to carry over into the podcast as well. So I agree. I don't have the, the background that you have in his professional life, but I certainly felt that the whole way it was, it was obvious. We were, we were going to school with a master, but he wasn't going to make us feel that way, which is really a, a, quality that not a lot of people possess and he clearly has it in spades in spades so yeah thank you daniel and we're looking forward to your next appearance yes up next so she didn't actually make a list but she appeared on uh dear friend dylan's taylor swift um podcast of course we're talking about tatum and yeah her sizzling sizzling segment tate's takes which yeah (laughs) Kind of feels like it should be a recurring segment on the pod. Before we do that, we need to have her on to just do her own list. But if yeah. in lieu of that, I would be fine with her coming on any episode. The problem is we should just start communicating our our topics to her ahead of time so that she can formulate takes and pop in. But yeah, I her her top things about Wisconsin episode is going to be fire, as the kids say. Top ten cheeses. Yeah. Oh, that's that kind of that so reminds me of the bit on The Office when Andy is trying to distract distract uh, David Wallace with the cheese plate <laughs> or the cheese cart, and it's all different cheeses from Wisconsin. <laughs> uh, take a trip south of the border to <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> wow, that's a deep one. That's that's reference. Thank you. What I like, well. I liked everything about it, but one of my favorite things about Tate's take on that podcast was that it was, it was a hot take. It was like not controversial, but it was, it required some like pretty forward and like blunt conversation. Not maybe blunt's not the right word, but that's something that I've always been very impressed with, with Tatum is ding, ding, ding. She is not afraid at all to call someone on their bullshit yeah. And in return, she's very receptive to being called on hers if if the need arises. Not that I've ever had to do that, but I it's just a quality that I I've really come to to love about Tatum is that she's very upfront and will I guess being assertive is the right word. It's why her and Dylan are such a good fit. Yeah, totally. But it's it's really behooved our friend group to have someone like Tatum around, and it's one of my favorite qualities about her. And it was put on full display in this particular episode and i'm looking forward to more of it i so i want to um i want to broaden our love fest for tatum a little bit to include her family because over the past year or so i've gotten a chance to get to know her family a bit more so we spent time with her brothers at dylan's bachelor party i've spent some time with her dad uh at football games and um you know stuff like that and i ended up going her mom ended up hanging out with me and my parents for a while at the last football game we went to tatum is no mystery once you get to know her family they are all wonderful people just i couldn't be i don't sure i could be a bigger fan of that whole group her brothers are just some of my favorite peeps around um and her parents are, are equally as awesome so i'm just a huge fan and i would like to get more of tatum i don't know maybe she could do like 
top 10 things about her mom's career as a weather woman would be fun. We could get her mom to like guest and talk about like weirdest, weirdest things about growing up as the child of a weather woman. I, I would be getting heckled at school. Your mom sucks. <laughs> I would be here for that. I <laughs> let's get that one on the books. I want one of my favorite things about hanging out with Tatum is that she'll just tell us super disgusting stories about, but trying to become mm. a doctor. And I'd like yeah. to just do like 10 of those in a row. We've got some good sources. We've got a lot of medical people around to help yeah. with that. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I want more of Tatum on this podcast. And I know that at least one of her brothers has uh, expressed interest in coming on as well. So there will be more of that in the future. I hope. Yeah. So take them all for now. Thank you, Tatum, for your deliciously Thank you, hot, Tatum. for your deliciously hot out of the oven takes. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for her to just kind of whip us into shape on a podcast coming up. Oh yeah, get schooled. All right, up next is my daddy-o Jimbo. Ugh. Hopefully, Ugh. <laughs> just oh, couldn't that episode? The a the fact that that episode happened, and b what happened on that episode. Just a and b brought me such joy. Agreed on both counts. I think what you're alluding to, <clears throat> and it's one of my favorite things about my dad in general, but particularly in relation to his beliefs about Denzel Washington movies, is <laughs> the list that he put together was very specifically Jim's list. And oh, it sure was. And <laughs> while I I think my favorite thing about it is that it just really gives you a a, a a picture of his taste when it comes to movies and it's very specific, but th- he kind of just behaves this, this way in all things like, and I think this can be really frustrating in certain cases, but in a lot of cases it's not where he's just very, he's got, he's kind of idiosyncratic and he has his ways and that it's just, it's just dad's, it's just Jim's way. And it yeah. can be, it can be a real pleasure to, to be a part of that. So well, I want to say about the movie taste specifically, um, but also more broadly, he seems to have organically achieved what you and I have sort of discussed, which is trying. We've tried to wean ourselves off of Rotten Tomatoes just a little bit. And at least before seeing a movie like I think you and I have both agreed, it would be nice to go into a movie not knowing whether it's a 20, 40, 60, 80 or 100, just because. There's a lot of movies that are 20s that I love and a lot of movies that are 80s that I don't. Your dad, to an extent that is almost impossible in today's world, has achieved that. And I just, mm, I rejoice. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because what's important is that he looks at Rotten Tomatoes. Like, yes, it just doesn't. Yes, he, it, he just resists <laughs> allowing it to influence him. It just doesn't. I, he'll text me a lot. He'll be like, Kyle, I got x movie from the library this percent on rotten tomatoes i'm gonna watch it and then he'll text me back like two days later and be like that sucked or yeah or or vice versa like oh you know rotten tomatoes said that was gonna be bad he gets it anyways he loves it yeah it's impressive but i don't think that his opinions of things get tainted by other people's opinions in the ways that mine i know i know mine certainly do and mine i yeah. wish i wish that i could resist that more and your dad sure can a man who does not include he did not include remember the titans the hurricane or malcolm x if i recall correctly pretty wild on a top 10 
list of Denzel Washington films. Incredible. The, I, the other lasting thing from that episode is when he was talking about Man on Fire, and he was relaying a story about a friend who... He was trying to explain how dangerous Mexico is. And he said, I had a friend who was in uh, a cab in Mexico and he got robbed. And, and then he was in a and then he was in a bank and it got robbed. Like <laughs> at the time it was funny. And then <laughs> that was like the one thing that people wanted to talk about, like when they had listened to it. Like I got a lot of texts from people that was just he got robbed in all caps. So <laughs> I think that's gonna be a lasting thing hopefully uh, for the rest of my life hopefully it becomes a meme oh i'd love that that would be fun wouldn't it if it was just like your dad's face with his eyebrows up he got robbed he got robbed i think cameron and claire could probably create a meme like that oh cameron def- cameron could probably make it a gif yep or a boomerang so that's what the kids oh yes do. or a tiktok yeah or tiktok that's right yep uh or visco yeah one way or another this has to get out there a little bit further but it in the meantime, thank you, Jim, for being on the thank podcast. You, Jim. What a guy. Thank you, Jim Charlie. Yeah, Jim Charlie. <laughs> and nothing else. All right. Then nothing else. Next up, we have KFW, also known as Kyle from work. This was an utter delight. A, a delight in all things. But this this episode in particular was unexpected, and it came about very quickly and I say this, I'm going to say this about everyone. One of my all-time favorites to record because it was something that yeah. I very much could not have done at all by myself, I don't think. And which I if I recall correctly, you sort of dreamt about. Like you had been excited about this possibility for long before it ever came together. Like you had sort of he had been on your list of dream guests. Like this is a guy who's got a lot to say, who's really interesting, got a different perspective on things. I'd love to get him on. Yep, exactly. It happened. Yeah. He gave us a bunch of amazing adventure tips for adventure trips. And yep. My great title. God, a, what a title. Amazing stuff from from KFW. I one of my favorite things about this is that it's physical it's very um obviously had an impact on my life because I haven't had a chance to implement all of these yet, but I have started mm-hmm. keeping a travel journal. Like right after that we went to we just and I went on a vacation for our one year anniversary. I brought a little notebook with me and I wrote down all the stuff we did and what I was feeling because of this podcast. Like that's the reason it's cause and effect. Like we had this episode yep. with Kyle. So I started doing that. That's how it point is. Point A, point B, baby. And that's all it is. And that was, that was all you Kyle. So thank you for that. And th- he also was the source of probably our best social media post yet. The content he provided was just off the cheesy. Caroline had a lot to work with on that one. Yeah. Really good stuff from KFW. And what's cool about him and everything that he does, but it was especially apparent on this podcast, is that he's extremely adventurous, obviously, based on all of his travels in Thailand. But he's also a uniquely thoughtful person. Like, he really gives a lot of thought to things. And I think you... You talked about this once, like practicing mindfulness. I think that's something that he's good at. Mm-hmm. And especially like given the journal writing and just the way that yeah, he and I interact, but the way that I know he and Elijah interact, like he's, it's kind of, it can be kind of opposites being adventurous and being mindful. And he has managed to find a very nice Venn diagram in the middle of that. So yeah, he's a person who, who approaches 
things with obvious craft, which I appreciate. Like I, I think that people who can find pleasure um, and fulfillment in whittling, in traveling, in doing their work, in whatever, like that's cool. And he's clearly somebody who, when he does something, he does it right. Absolutely. So, thank you, Kyle. Thank you. All right. That brings us to number 20 <laughs> out of 25 on our list. <laughs> Not in any particular order again. We're still in people that have come on the podcast once. This next one is Talia, my delightful sister-in-law. Hopefully you remember her episode where she instructed us on the merits of various drinking games. And doing so safely. Very responsibly. Somebody actually brought up one of the games that she taught, well, taught me, I think reminded you of, but taught me. I think it was something about riding, I think it was the riding the bus one, but there was some like weird twist on it. And I was so, like you were saying about the KFW episode, this was a clear cause and effect. I was able to participate in this conversation directly because of what I learned from our friend Talia El Ghul. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. I was just about to say, I hung out with her friends last summer, and we played one of the games on this list called Unterschlagen. And yes, it was a good time. It was fun was had by all. All, I imagine. Talia's great. It took us too long to get around the podcast. But one thing I, I like about... <laughs> We kind of joke that it's it's kind of funny that the episode that she ended up doing was drinking games because if unless if you don't know her, you might paint her in a certain light. But hmm. one thing about talking about drinking games that I think does highlight one of Talia's best qualities is that she's an extremely social person and she's one of those people I like I think it'd be impossible to meet Talia and not immediately like her. And I've had the the pleasure of hasn't happened yet i can't yeah so she's just very good at becoming liked in a in a friend group like very quickly like ours or um like a lot of different groups we've hung out at school or in chicago and it's just it's just very impressive and one thing that i've always been impressed with talia about is how she was able to so she transferred from one school to another after one year and very very quickly like i'm asked an enormous friend group while maintaining her old one which i think is a lot harder than it sounds oh god yeah not not something i think i would be equal to for sure yeah i i just know i wouldn't be able to do it the way that that she did and i got to spend time with a lot of those people and so i talia's immense social talents are <laughs> applicable far beyond just the realm of drinking games but i think that drinking yeah. games are a a a window into the kind of way that Talia is good about bringing people together. Yeah, totally. Um, one question, which we can scrub if the answer is not positive, but last we spoke to Talia, she was taking some tests. How are the tests going? Let's check in for the listeners. She's very nearly done. I think she's taken all of them and she's just waiting on the last score. Otherwise she has, she's about to take the last one, but it's just this last one that's between her and her, uh, her goal so tal nice work no surprises there slaying it per usual yep. so Pretty thank you talia thank you tal next up is my good friend gina she's one of our best promoters yep. she has told everyone that she can about this podcast which we very much appreciate you probably remember her from the 2000s rock band episode which was yep. fucking fantastic 
And I want to be clear for the listeners, Kyle was at major risk, major risk of overselling Gina because he hyped her up to a degree that is dangerous. It's dangerous. You tell somebody how great the Godfather is, you run the risk of having them come in with expectations that are too high and which cannot be met. Kyle risked that with me. And let me tell you, did not disappoint. Gina was sold to me as an absolute stud, an excellent friend, and somebody who's going to be a great podcast guest. Yes to all. That's exactly what she was. And what I thought was interesting about this episode is that, like, obviously... It, to me, it made sense that this is the one that she would do because I get most of my new music from Gina and it's something we have in common. We both like that kind of music and she's turned me on to a lot of cool stuff that I listen to now, including Song Exploder. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting about Gina is that like, I don't think that's what most people would associate with her because she's one of those people that has interest in a lot of different things and can speak intelligently about a lot of different things. And like Talia gets ingratiated into groups very quickly so this was one of the few episodes episode topics that i looked at and was like it i can see why that's gina's topic she's an expert on it but i think that it's interesting that that's not something that i think most people would associate with her because she has so many unique interests and talents so yeah so thank you gina and we're looking forward bravo to you gina thank you and we would quite like to have you back on anytime no doubt yeah. All right. Up next on our list, our good friend. Well, not really, actually. So one of the few people on this list that wasn't a good friend of ours when we did the podcast, uh, MK, who did the yeah. wedding planning tips episode. And that was just such a validation of the idea of the podcast to like have to have somebody who knows stuff about stuff come on and teach us stuff about that stuff. And MK was wonderful to work with, super easy, super accommodating, somebody who I think in retrospect, we probably should have been friends with in college, and she couldn't have been more knowledgeable about her craft. I Then again, I think maybe she made it all up. I don't know, because I don't know shit about the topic, but she did a great job. It was a lot of fun, and I certainly learned a lot that I can use and have been using uh, in my wedding kind of planning. And were I in the Chicagoland area, I would certainly be giving her a call about helping a brother out with my wedding because she was great. No doubt. And I I always struggle with this because a lot of times advertisements and podcasts, like specifically on podcasts, like the people selling stuff don't seem all that engaged in it. And like this is true in I think industry as well. Like to sell something, you have to be interested in what your customer is interested in. So like yeah, trying to understand what they want and how you fit into that. And MK was just able to do that extremely effectively. Like talking to her, I think it'd be very yeah. hard to walk away from that podcast not getting the impression that she's extremely invested in. Obviously, like it's her livelihood is to plan people's weddings but the way that she put her list together was such that it was clear that she first and foremost prioritized you having the wedding that you want and her helping to facilitate that in some way i just thought that she came across as very genuine and had i not already planned my wedding with my lovely wife legis that i would be very happy to have mk help 
because of that genuineness. Yeah. Totally agreed on all fronts. So thank you, MK. Up next. And to be clear to the oh. listeners, uh, since this isn't a primarily an audio platform, you can't see it, but Kyle's been doing this sort of bless up gesture after every guest, and it's been really nice. I like it. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. All right. Up next is your friend, who I have not met in person, but I hope to soon. The next is Shelby, who did Disney soundtracks with us. Well, it's funny. It's funny. I didn't want to step on uh, the Shelby entry during the Gina entry, but what you were saying about Gina was so applicable to Shelby in that I think a lot, somewhere between a lot and most of the people who know Shelby would would know that she would have something to say on a podcast, but would not expect it to have been Disney. She is extremely knowledgeable about quite a range of topics. She's one of the smartest people I know, uh, one of the most engaged people I know. She's just, she's up on Marvel. She's up on Harry Potter. She's up on financial markets. She's up on Disney, clearly. Uh, she's just, she's up on food. She has a food Instagram. Like she just, she knows what's what. And I love, love, love that the topic she chose was Disney because she's incredibly passionate about it. And I think this was just further proof that um, she's unapologetically Shelby, which I really like. And I just thought she knocked that out of the park. And she was so herself the whole episode, like the obsessive detail um the the genuine insight it just was it was great it was it was a pleasure and that was just um that was a joy that was a real joy for me my my i had a couple of notes one was i was very impressed by her research because i don't do any myself the second was that i was impressed with her ability to forgive because i had like pretty much just Mm. trashed mary poppins which was like her like her favorite disney movie ever and it seemed like yeah she was treating me with a lot of civility after that it was very quick very very um mature of her she's deeply civil until she's not Mm. she's very see you you are a person who is the object of her civility and i'm a person who is the object of her scorn Mm. so it's it's very different so like if i had done what you did i would have been trashed I'd like to get to a point someday where she doesn't, where she would do, would treat me that way because I think I deserved it. But anyways. Yeah. It's a mixed, it's a mixed blessing. (laughs) My favorite moment from that episode is where I, I I, I said something about how high on the list was going to be Treasure Planet and, uh, or maybe I put Treasure Planet like on the not top tier or something. And she was like, well, way to, way to spoil number one. And she delivered it in such a way that I totally bit. And I think we said, oh, yeah. I think we said at the time, like, oh my God, Shelby just Kyle, you Kyle. And she totally yeah. did. Like, she dunked on me and it was awesome. I really liked it. And uh, I really liked that whole episode. So I hope Shelby comes on again to impress us yeah. with more of her expertise. I do too. I was actually just thinking, I was trying to brainstorm some ideas for uh, prompts for her. Cause I, 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 she's the kind of person I would feel comfortable assigning something to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, so mm-hmm. thank you, Shelby. Blessing, Shelby. I just have a quick question uh, as we work through this list. Are frequent guests who are never referenced uh, allowed to, to be uh, noted on this list? Oh, I think we I'm should. Thinking, uh, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to our friends, Winnie and Fergie. Yeah. Who have made countless appearances with their meowing in the background. Winnie is making quite an appearance right now. She's laying on me. Uh, and saying hello to the camera. So thanks, guys. You're the best. 
laying on you is really no exaggeration. She's like quite literally like on your on your shoulders and on your chest and all over you. It's it's fun yeah. to watch. She's quite a bit like the the little squirmy cat in The Godfather who mm. uh, who uh, Vito Corleone is always playing with. Quite a bit like that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of The Godfather, segue. Yes. Ah. Up next, we have my dear friend Cody, <laughs> who did movie trilogies with us. <laughs> that was just I. So here's the thing. I love all of these episodes. I am not sure there's one that I stand by more than that episode. I think that that might be our soundest list we've ever created. I don't think that there is a more objectively accurate list produced by this show than that one. The the actual ranking. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think for the most part, I would pretty easily entertain moving our lists in any order if someone was serious about it. I don't I yeah. I really think that Cody's list is ironclad and it very much fits his personality. One of my favorite things about Cody is that he's extremely analytical and also mm-hmm. very skeptical and I mean that in a good way in in a yes. way in, in a way that I'm not like I take most things at face value and fault of mine is that I oftentimes don't go below the surface when things that I need to, which is why it was so cool to work with Cody for like 2 years and there's you know, I think we we balanced each other out very well and in a work setting. And I really appreciated the attitude that he brought to work being applied to this podcast, because like you said, it yielded a, a list that I think cannot be refuted or altered in any way. No, not at all. And I that was that was nice for me because I went through a period of sort of concentrated coding your bachelor party the wedding, the pod. It was nice. I, I wish I had more Cody, but obviously we are quite far from each other. Um, but this this was good timing because it was on the heels of a lot of Codying and it was wonderful. Yeah, I missed I missed Cody. I haven't seen him in some time. So, yeah. Also, to be clear, in addition to his excellent podcasting abilities, the suit he wore to your wedding was it would have fit in at the Met Gala. Like it was an all time stylish statement suit incredible and of course props to his wife for wearing the matching dress just killed it best dressed i think at our wedding and i actually would love to have cody on again to do a uh like a like some kind of fashion episode because they now they live in oakland they're at the the epicenter for that kind of thing or at least one of the epicenters i think that'd be a really good episode but that would be really cool until then thank you cody thank you cody up next the (laughs) This is a friend who I now have mostly, be, I would say, mostly because of this podcast, I would say. It's something we talk about a lot, this podcast and other podcasts. Of course, I'm talking about Max, who did Chips with us. Yep. Not to be confused with the Dak Shepard film. We're talking about actual potato chips. Yes, not California Highway Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, Max and I hit it off very early on after meeting kind of talking about podcast in this one he was like oh my god i'm gonna listen to it i'm gonna come on we're gonna do episode and we did and it was great and it was the the beginning of what's become actually a a very nice uh friendship and this episode in general was (laughs) a blast it's because it's 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 i love topics like this because there's they're extremely general and subjective because everyone is so intimately familiar with them you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm and I really enjoyed 
I thoroughly enjoyed his sort of off kilter angle um, that he took with the ranking because I think it could easily have been sort of a uh, store bought cookies redux. And it wasn't. It felt very different and it felt very unique to Max in a way that I quite enjoyed. I think um, I think I think that it was just an episode we could probably do five different times with five different guests and approach it five different ways. And I'm really glad that we had Max as our one. Yeah, like I'm this is an episode that either you of I could have put together by ourselves, but I'm really, really glad that it didn't work out that way. Yeah. Also because he just sounds like he should be doing radio. Like he's got a, a, a Oh, he sure does. He's got a voice for radio and he doesn't have a face for radio. He has a face for television. television. He's yeah, got damn it all. Right. Yep. And I know that he's got a couple of ideas in the hopper, and it's been my fault that we haven't gotten him on again and not his. So be on the lookout for more Max. Excellent. This is the last oh, so thank you, Max. The next person here is uh, the last person on our list to have only appeared once. So we're we're moving on up. <laughs> Next is one of our very, very favorite people on this good earth. I'm sure you know who we're talking about. It's our good friend and rep scallion, Derek, who is also the brother of our good friend, Jameson. Derek did the beach activities episode with us. And <laughs> I was, again... One of my very favorites to do because he was in town for like a night and he was like, Kyle, are we doing a podcast? I was like, sure. Great. He was so eager for it. And that's the word for Derek. He's just an yeah. eager guy in all the best ways. Yeah, I think so. I have I have two major things to note. One, and I know we've talked about this before. It's very important. The last minute nature of this podcast was such that I, of course, said yes, because I couldn't miss the opportunity to have Derek on. And I fell asleep during the podcast. So I'm actually asleep for significant stretches of that podcast. And it still was one of my favorites because it allowed us to talk to Derek. So that's how wonderful Derek is. But as as a second and very important note, Jameson, Derek, and family were just on vacation, uh, I believe in the Bahamas, uh, if I got that right. And uh, it was very funny to me because there were all these pictures and videos of people doing things that were not that smart, like jumping off of high things, um, but basically like basically safe, but seemingly risky and definitely fun. And in all of the pictures and videos, Derek was right there and clearly urging the person on. And it was just it felt so right. It felt it's and it's of course it's naturally connected to this topic because it's it's Derek facilitating the fun near the water. So that made me very happy to see. Oh, he's an instigator. And it also was just a, a pleasure because I've actually spent a decent amount of time with Derek on the beach. And so this episode brought back a lot of memories for me, but very specifically a lot of them were with Derek. And so that was a good trip down memory lane. <sighs> Derek. He's Derek, great. Derek, Derek. God, he's just that that family, that family, all stars, every one of them, every one of them. So until next time, because he will be on again soon, someday. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, Derek. All right. So now we have mm, mm, we have six people that have appeared on this podcast two times. Okay, And the person to do so most recently is one of our overall favorite people, but also like one of the most important people involved in this podcast in any way 
It's dear friend and dear friend of the pod, Emma. Yes. So she appeared on first the Disney Sidekicks episode, which was a list of her own mm-hmm. creation. And then again with her husband, Quinn, when they did uh, date ideas. Yeah. Both delightful. Yes. Both well thought out. Both both yeah. enthusiastically researched and put together. <laughs> that part is the part that I like most about Emma's participa- participation in this podcast. She sends us texts. It's kind of funny because she just goes through like periods of listening to this podcast very intensely. She's a classic binge listener. Exactly. She binges through this. And so we'll get texts that are like novel length (laughs) and she'll just tell us all of the things that we've either made false assumptions about or just gotten plain wrong. A lot of the content for our mistakes pods come from Emma, but importantly, it's not like anyone does this, but very much in her case, like it never feels like criticism and it's always earnest and just like trying to get to the bottom of putting together a list that in by definition is silly. Yeah. But she takes it as seriously as we do. I remember when I was at their house and we recorded the Disney Sidekicks podcast, she was like stressing out and like re- redoing her list and ordering it like up till we, we just right before we started. So I I just really appreciate how much she loves it and and how much I I've, if I see it, I'm getting a text from Emma, it's the best thing that can happen to me because either it's one of these novel texts and I'm about to laugh my butt off at her criticisms or her, her points, mm-hmm. or it's a picture of their son, which is like the yeah. best thing that can happen to me on any given day. So <laughs> I, my life is full of joy generally, but very rarely more so than when I'm interacting with Emma. Couldn't I couldn't possibly agree more. I don't have a ton to add because um, you've you've hit all the key points. Emma is one of our favorite people. We love her. But one thing I want to note about the texts we receive is Emma is and I'm going to say the rare person, but that might not be accurate. Like she might be the only person who will preface a statement with I may be wrong or, you know, you you could be you could be right on this one or I don't want you to think, you know, I'm not saying you're definitely wrong, whatever. She'll she'll do that and then kind of assert something. She actually means it, which yeah. is. Oh, yeah. So unbelievably rare. Like, she'll say, you know, I'm not sure I'm right on this, but I really think that this was the better film. And I always believe her. Most people, that's just a clever way of saying you dumbass. And she never means that. And I just love it. It's so her. Yeah. And, and and importantly, she's always right, too. But yes, that is a very important point. But Faultlessly humble, but also yeah. always right. Always, always, always. So I can't wait to have Emma back on. I would like her to anytime. do anytime. Literally anytime. She's a dentist. I think it'd be really fun to have her do some something dentist related. Yeah, she could do gross dental stories would be fun. I'd like that. Dental tips. Uh, or it could be something not at, at all dental related. That'd be great too. I don't know. I'd like something dental related. <laughs> well, both. I think. I think it would. Yeah. Future podcasts will include some kind of dental podcast, but not, Best li- movies not limited. About teeth. Ooh, my shiny teeth yeah. and me by Chip Skylark. My shiny teeth and me, shiny teeth, <laughs> shiny, shiny teeth. teeth. All right. So, thank you, Emma. Thank you, Emma. All right. Next up. My 
brother-in-law, my swag advisor, my newfound Fortnite partner. Of course, I'm talking about Ian. My boy Ian. Ian has crafted two brilliant podcasts for us. The first being a character study of Dwight K. Schrute, and the second being the best titled podcast we have ever done, the SpongePod Squarecast. He brought a level of attention, knowledge, and passion to those two podcasts, which I am confident we could we could not have found from anybody who not closely related to the creation of those television programs. Like, I think outside <laughs> of the actual creators of The Office and SpongeBob, we could not have found somebody more engaged in those worlds who could give us more insight it, and i am, i would even contend it's possible that the creators of those shows couldn't have brought us that level of detail because they couldn't they can't possibly love those programs as much as he does it's within the realm of possibility and i think that's very telling because so in in those podcasts displayed one an encyclopedic knowledge but also like a absurd a talent for retention that i yeah. Can't imagine anything that I do. Yeah. But he also, in quoting Dwight and SpongeBob and Squidward and whoever, is insanely talented in line readings. Like, yes. And he also just has like a very intelligent sense of humor. Yeah. Which all, it's a perfect storm of talent. And it's why he's such a good, aspiring young actor i've seen ian yeah i was gonna i wanted to make sure you brought that up because these things all lend themselves to his acting ability i've seen him now in several productions and most recently he was the lead in his high school's production of newsies and it was amazing like it's something that i can't even fathom doing like he he read hundreds of lines and sang and danced and made people laugh and cry like it's uh, he's really genuinely extremely talented and i think it's cool that some of the things that make him so good at that are things that he put on display uh on two episodes of our podcast and i'm extremely grateful for it i gotta think so i didn't obviously see and i haven't seen his productions but my sense of things is that it might be the case that the drama department is just kind of living in an age where they have this very special talent and thinking we got to take as much advantage of this as we can and being like, wow, we can do stuff that we cannot normally do because we have such a talented uh, person working with us right now. It's like when a high school basketball coach gets LeBron James on his team for four years, it's like, all right, we can do stuff we cannot normally do. Well, he was the lead of a play as a junior. So that's, not yeah. super uncommon, but as evidence in your in your point. And I will say that in general, and I don't, I'm not an expert in high school musicals, their high school in general puts on extremely well done productions. I've always been very impressed by it. But Ian is a very big part of that, and he's a big part of this podcast. So yeah, thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. All right, let's stay with the siblings. Up next is my sister Erin, who does all the uh, the artwork for this podcast, but. On top of that, she's also contributed two of my very favorite lists. You'll remember her fondly from Yard Games. And We're not supposed to have favorites like we're not supposed to have favorite children, but yeah. that is one of my favorites. That one and uh, 
<laughs> things that you want to borrow but not own. I <laughs> so good. I the second of those is one that I never would have thought to do, and Aaron did it so perfectly. <laughs> I think also hilariously was like extremely worried that she would insult people. I think needlessly, which yes. is, is is a very accurate peek into kind of how Aaron operates. She's likes to avoid conflict um, and insulting people <laughs> when she can. But I, what I think is interesting about both of these episodes is that they aren't. I think a lot of people would know Aaron for her keen uh, artistic eye appreciation of like the art aspects of TV and film and music. And these aren't quite in that vein, but they do highlight her extreme passion for family, friends, and and group activity. Yeah. Which she's, she's famous for, and it's one of my favorite things about her. And while I'd like to have her on someday to do something more design based for me, at least it was very special to do these two because they also drew upon a lot of uh, my memories of growing up with her and having her as a sister. So two of my, two of my very favorites as are every episode that I've talked about so far. Yeah. Nothing to say. She's one of my favorites and she done a just fabulous job on both episodes. That's right. So that's Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. All right. We're into the top 10 now. And by top 10, I mean the last 10 that we're going to talk about and are no way ranked by anything other than order of appearance and number of appearances. Nope. In no way. Next, we have our good friend, Sarah, who has become our unofficial official food expert on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Which is a wonderful place for her. Yes. Uh, Which, and this this goes to to what I'm going to talk about in a minute. I if you had asked me when we graduated college, like, which of your friends knows the most about food, I probably wouldn't have said Sarah. It's difficult because, like, none of us cooked in college on account of our yeah. plans. But, like, that's not something that I tied to Sarah's character or her personality very strongly. But it certainly is now. I think that's one of my favorite things about Sarah in general is her openness to new experiences. Like, since we've left college, she's become an expert on food, eggs and spices at least. But she's also become, like, a vegetarian, has become, like, my go-to for vegetarian cuisine and advice. And she's just, like, adopted a lot of things in the last couple of years that I wouldn't have associated with her in school but do now. And I'm yeah. always extremely impressed with the things that Sarah will will get into learning and trying and doing. And uh, it's something I've tried to emulate. And beyond that, there's just two great episodes treated with uh, very serious intent yeah i agree on all counts i think sarah is just <laughs> she is just one of the funniest people who who walks this earth and is able to attach both seriousness and humor to literally any topic uh and sort of toggle between those things at will and with a fluidity that is just unsurpassed and i think she demonstrated that capability on both of these podcasts I also think I really like what you said about sort of her openness to new things, because it's funny for me, having grown up in the Boston area and just thinking that that's the center of the universe and meeting a lot of people from different places around the country. And my association with people from Cincinnati is that they're all living in this place that's far from the center of anything. And so 
I've just been proven wrong in that assumption so many times that it kind of like the point is moot now. Like I've, I've learned my lesson, but Sarah is just yet another example of that. She's just a person who will try anything from anywhere, go anywhere, do anything and take something valuable from it. And I just think that that is so cool. And, uh, she also loves Cincinnati in spite of in spite of her openness to new experiences. She does love what is it? Skyline Chili or whatever that Skyline weird... Chili Reds baseball. Yeah, those are the big ones. Yeah, she's a special cat. Very much looking forward to Sarah's next appearance on this podcast. And in the meantime, thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. All right. Now we're getting to some people. Well, Alex. Up next is Alex, who we've discussed very recently on your Groomsmen pod. Uh, Alex has been on two episodes. I went back and looked. This is the very first episode we did where someone else made a list for us. Mm. And he also was on the Arctic Monkeys podcast, both of which we did in your uh, charming little apartment in Boston. Yeah. Besides having just an absurd range of expertise and knowledge that makes him well fitted for uh, a venture like this. I think what's interesting about those two podcasts in particular is that they were both kind of done off the cuff. Like the, the facial hair one, I think he, he like literally put it together in like 10 minutes in the car or something when we mentioned, I think you're right. And the, um, the Arctic monkeys one, we just like kind of decided to do like on the way back from the actual concert. And so, so Alex does have, um, he's ex- extremely flexible in that way, but I think more than that, and we've talked about this a lot on this podcast, it's just that he is extremely adaptable to different situations, and, and more importantly, like Sarah, open to... Understatement of the century. Yeah. <laughs> extremely open to experiencing new things and doing things without... Without the... Okay, yeah. Without the preparation and the uh, like, the risk assessment that you and I would need to do to do something like this, uh, and it's something I'm I really admire about him, among other things. But that's what came to mind when I thought about the two episodes that he's done with us. Yeah, it's funny. I to, just to kind of piggyback on your point there, it, he is uh, a shockingly fearless person. Oh, fearless is not fearless is not the right term because that underestimates sort of the the Ned Stark point that like you can't be brave without fear but he's just a person who attacks things with a courage that I don't have uh, or certainly don't tap into as often or as effectively as he does it certainly manifests itself in his comedy career but I also think on the podcast like I you know you and I joke about it sometimes because we do this so regularly and I think we're both confident that this podcast only goes as far as we want it to go. And so who knows? But we recognize that guests coming on, it could be a little bit nerve wracking. It shouldn't be. It's, you know, you're just chatting with us and probably a couple of our friends listening. But, you know, I can understand it being being nerve wracking. And he just was able to just say yes to both of those opportunities and roll with them right on the fly. So no surprises there. None whatsoever. No, I've talked to him about a couple of other episodes that he might be interested in doing. So hopefully you'll be hearing more from Alex soon. Yeah. In the interim. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Alex. I'm hopeful that he can come to movie weekend this year. That might be the the next time you hear from him. We'll see. Yeah, that would be lovely. All right. 
Last person who's been on two podcasts b- made it onto this section of the list by the skin of his teeth because he's on another episode that will be released next week. Of course, mm. I'm talking about my brother Cam. Cameroon. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite persons. Yeah, he's a, he's a good, solid person. <laughs> yes. And two of my all-time favorite podcasts. The first one he did was, I think, episode like number eight. Very early on, he did... Uh, great songs that you skip every time uh and then he did songs that you don't want to be caught listening to at high volume while driving your black convertible miata (laughs) so i was just thinking about both cameron and that episode like a couple days ago because somebody and i won't give too many details because the person did kind of make a somewhat insensitive comment but um was talking about using i'm trying to think about the best way to phrase this basically talking about cars that he wouldn't want to own um and i and i I think primarily because of some discomfort with his own sort of image and the car he used as an example was a convertible miata and i just was transported immediately immediately I got to see Cam and his Miata this weekend. Uh, he was home and he. Did you really? He put he uh they had we had to jump it because it's been sitting there for a while. He didn't bring it with him out to California, but he and Neil took a spin around the block and it was <laughs> Neil literally barely fit in it. It's I was just I was just say it's really important for the listeners. Uh, Neil is like a bear. <laughs> He's a giant of a person, and a Miata is not the right car for him. No. Certainly not, but it did my heart good. And the thing about Cam with these episodes is that the his like it's, it's like Ian. It's like an encyclopedic knowledge of of music oh, on these two episodes. God, yeah. But Cam has like an interesting like obsessiveness when it comes to his curiosity. Like there are certain things that he just when he latches onto them, he won't let go of them. Yeah. Like cars and and music. And what's been really fun for me is like. As, as an older brother, like, for a long time, I just assumed, and that was probably true, that I knew more about him, you know, about most things. Yeah. And those, that it's very much flipped. So it's, I don't know, it's been, it's been fun on these two podcasts specifically to have Cameron teach me a bunch of stuff. And I've enjoyed looking up to him and having this, not role reversal, because I think in in some ways I was never, like, in this role over him but like it's just cool to have your little brother grow up and be someone that you respect and someone who's developed their own curiosity and sense of humor and style and and just listen to talk about music in a way that i can talk about it on a couple of podcasts and this spoiler the 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 upcoming one is also music related so it's just well i i think what's interesting is as somebody who who's obviously outside of this relationship, but who has, I think, a pretty good insight into this relationship, a big part of your time growing up was like was was on your overlapping interests. And certainly as a younger brother, I think he was latching on to a lot of your interests and probably got interested in things because it allowed him to spend time with you. So like if you were playing a particular video game, he was playing it because that meant he got to hang out with his older brother. And so it's a cool thing that it's it's shown you i think uh in a very specific and direct way the stuff that he's taken an interest in that goes beyond your relationship with him and that you know 
as you two have grown up, he's found other stuff that, you know, he's not just kind of borrowing from you. He's got his own set of interests and things he's great at. It's been a goddamn delight. And I'm appreciative of this podcast for giving me a chance to hash it out with him a couple of times here. So, amen. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, Cam. Now we're on to people that have been on the podcast three times. Mm -hmm. There's only three of them. All three of them are in your uh, groomsmen party, assuming they accept. Yes, assuming they accept. Most recently on the podcast was our dear, 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 dear friend, Dylan. Yeah. Villain of the podcast, but very dear in our hearts. He did angsty teen music, fictional bands, and the most recent Taylor Swift album with a smattering of college football. Yes. Just <laughs> just a fantastic group of 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 uh topics for him because it's funny. It's it's funny to think that all his are music related because while he is a guy who likes music, music is not like he it's not his domain in the way that it's Cameron's domain. The thing that I like about all of those topics is that they all have a very Dylan spin on them. Yes. Um, you know, obviously college football is a very Dylan spin. One is the fictional piece, which is like allowing him to tap into his knowledge and love of sort of like sports movies and the Disney verse and just sort of, uh, kind of a very specific set of movies that he's seen and enjoyed. Um, and then obviously the Taylor Swift stuff, like, and the angsty piece, because he's a connoisseur of early 2000s angsty music. Like, it's just, it's funny because I think he did such a nice job of finding topics that worked well for him. And the fact that they're all music is is kind of secondary. It's not even the point. The point is that he's picked topics that were perfect for him. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, you hit the head, nail on the head, and we talked about Dylan a lot on the last episode, and all of his many attributes that have endeared him so closely to us. When I yeah. when I was thinking about this, so the angsty teen music one was, we recorded that one in person. It was me, you, and Dylan in a hotel room on the morning of my mom's wedding. Yep, which one of the greatest days of all of our lives. I, I was just going to say, if I ranked the best days of my life, that's a top five. Like, that's a top five day in my entire life. Um, <laughs> one of the most... I, it's one of those situations, you know how, like, they always... You know, people a lot of times will say, like, you don't regret saying yes to things. It would have been so easy for me and for dylan like to not go to that's like you know it's your mom's getting married it's way up north it's far away god i've i have never been happier to have said yes to something it was it was fun for a lot of reasons but i yeah. I, I just like the memory of like that beautiful hotel room and the, yep. the water outside and just like us kind of like relaxing and all being in the same room and just like doing a podcast together before yep. this fun day was, I don't know. I just, that feeling and that moment is going to live with me uh, a very, very long time. It was very special. Yeah. So, and th- it was also just like really cool. In addition to the wedding piece of it, I, there's just something about the three of us. The three of us just have yeah. a very special relationship and it was not, you know, it wasn't clear if or when we would all be able to get on the podcast together. And there's just something really special about when the three of us are together. 
and we don't and we don't really get that much just the three of us time anymore and that's fine because it means we're spending time with all the other people we care about but it's always fun i think when we get to just be the three of us yeah you're right it's very reminiscent of when it was the three of us hanging out in college and i love i love our dynamic that was a good exemplar of it so Mm -hmm. that's dylan up next you know him you love him obviously it's mikey mike he did Mythbusters. He did Movie Weekend. He did his South Africa trip. <laughs> we we've spent a lot of time lauding Mike on this podcast, deservedly. He deserves every yes. bit of it. But I'll do it a little bit more. I just his, I think all of these Movie Weekend less so, but Mythbusters in South Africa really get to the core of Mike, where he's yeah. just uniquely curious and like not the same way i said cam was curious cam is like an upset has an obsessive curiosity about some things mike has a general curiosity about everything and that's why he loves mythbusters so much and why listening to him talk about like being in south africa and watching the stars like gave me chills and like reached my very soul i uh mike's attitude towards life and knowledge and friends is an inspiration that you've heard a bit of if you've listened to his episodes and we're very privileged to have had him on here as many times as we have he's it's funny because i think the thing that makes you a good podcast guest is to be sort of smart and knowledgeable about whatever your chosen domain is but in addition to being smart and knowledgeable about his chosen domain mike is wise which is a cool added element. Yes. That's the perfect word. Yeah. Oh, Michael. Mikey, Mikey, Mike. Love me some I'm glad, Mikey, Mike. I'm glad we can be the funky bunch to his Mikey, Mike. Oh, yeah. So, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Up next, it's Jay Bizzle. It's Jameson. It's Jay Bone. Jay Bizzle. Jameson had the unique I'm not going to call it a privilege the unique like kind of (laughs) kind of snubbing and that the first two times that we had him on he didn't get to make the list we were just like you come on our list so I made him talk with us about N64 games and then you had him come on your guilty pleasure rap and then he finally had his own podcast battle scenes yes which I think in some ways is flattering like we obviously respect his his expertise on those things enough that we decided yeah. we, we couldn't do those episodes without him. But Jameson, like, like most of our friends is, uh, an enthusiastic pursuer of knowledge and, and fun at the same time. And he does both probably at a more extreme than anyone else. I know like his pursuit of knowledge is, <laughs> is intense and, and broad and his pursuit of good times is unmatched by anyone i know except maybe derek so it it makes sense and i think that came out very well in in all of these episodes i think one of the most important things that we could we could note about jameson is that he is one of the only guests and possibly the only guest who has also appeared on another podcast um he was he was an invited guest of a uh, golf related podcast because he is so deeply knowledgeable about golf uh, and also, of course, deeply enthusiastic about golf. So Jameson is is not only somebody whose you know, opinion we respect, but he's a man in demand. 
he is he's a man of knowledge he's a man about town uh and actually now that i think about it it's foolish we haven't had him talk about golf on this podcast yeah and we should probably have him do that let's rectify that yeah yeah this is the case with everybody on this list. If you have, if you for some reason you've missed one of Jameson's episodes, go back and listen to it because, yeah, he attacks Nintendo games and rap music and battle scenes with an intelligence that it has no right to be discussed in. No, the battle scenes particularly because it was his own list. He ripped that list to shreds. That that's another one like Cody's where I think that we may have arrived at close to a definitive yeah. version of it. Mm-hmm. So for all of that, of course, we thank you, Jameson. We thank you, Jameson. Did I thank Dylan and Mike? Have I been skipping people? You did. No, you've been thanking them. Okay, good. All right, up next, three people have been on this podcast four times. The most recent guest was your delightfully betrothed Caroline. She's she's something. She is an excellent guest. Uh, She's a good lady. A lot of positive qualities on this one. But what I what I will say about Caroline is she sees the world in a way that is so deeply strange that I just I sometimes come home and I see her and I just don't even know what to say to her because the things she's doing or the thoughts she's expressing are so odd. And I think she brings that quirkiness to the podcast so nicely and it's funny, I don't know that we've done this on purpose, but I think we've had her in a situation where she was one of multiple guests yeah. several times. Three times. and she, Yeah, so she fits into that dynamic so neatly because she, she, of course, can, you know, hold her own in the one-on-one situation, but she's so valuable as uh to steal the ringer term the dion waiters she's so valuable as the person who's just waiting 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 and then bam and then backs off so that's that i think is is her profile as a podcast guest i well i would say that she's very good at that but and obviously i very much enjoyed her contributions to the taylor swift episode the new girl episode and the cookies episode but her useless school knowledge episode is and yeah. all timer because it's one of the ones that I legitimately never would have even considered doing by myself. Yeah. Like at, at the topic mm-hmm. just would never. And I think that to me kind of it, that is something that fits very well with my perception of Caroline is that she's saying outside the box is a little too cliched and not quite what I'm getting at. But I think that she just thinks about things differently than I do. And I don't think it's necessarily a left brain right brain thing yeah even though she is far more creative and artistic than i am but i just a lot of times just in spending time with her and, and uh like she just i think thinks about things a little differently than i do and it's why i enjoy talking to her so much about whatever it is we're talking about i have gotten more exposure to caroline since we've graduated than i had i think while we were in school but it is still not nearly enough so i would like to do more of that and i'm very happy that she's been on this podcast and has been a part of it outside of the episodes she's also i mean if we were if if this was a staff she'd be one of like four she's our like yeah. a like a, our creative team right like yeah i couldn't be more appreciative we should, ask, of everything. we should get her back on we should get her back on with a caroline generated episode 
I'll, I will, I'm going to give her some homework. She's current. Speaking of weird stuff, she got her mom for her mom's birthday, a wreath making class. So they are currently making Christmas wreaths. That's fun. Um, it is fun. So she's doing that right now. But when she gets home, I'm going to ask her to, to do an episode. Please do. So we'll put that in the hopper. All right. Only three okay. left. Home stretch here. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, it's our dear. He, he's, if he's not officially on staff, he should be. He's like our fact checker. It's Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Quinn. So Quinn is just a mind blowingly excellent guest. He understands the rhythm of the podcast so intuitively. Like, that's what, so that it's funny. I think there's different people who have been guests who we've had to sort of coax more or less and it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily correspond to their knowledge or ability with their topic it's just it kind of is a little bit of a personality thing or like a rhythm thing where you just have to figure out how the person wants to approach their episode and i think quinn as a formalist like he's a person who understands form very intuitively like i as a he's a he's a really good reader like i think when he reads he he gets what the author is trying to do so well. It's just, it's a talent. It's something he's cultivated, but it's a talent he has. And I think as a reader slash listener of this podcast, he understands what we do so well and just slots right in very, very naturally. Yeah, I totally agree. I, when we do episodes with him, they run extremely smoothly and he kind of leads us. Yeah. And which is nice. Yeah. And he's just, I think it's, mostly because I think he wouldn't be able to stand listening to a podcast that he was on that wasn't run well. Like he just takes it into his own hands. He's a pragmatist Mm -hmm. and he's extremely resourceful, but he's also extremely fun. And I think that comes out because look at the episodes he's done. He's done cookout foods, gadgets, date ideas. And then we did NFL uh, tortured fan bases with him. He's the only one of our like close friends. That's a dad. And he gets a lot of not flack, but like, we joke that he's the dad of the group because he behaves like a dad. He's also just a great dad, but it all kind of feeds into his his personality and his vibe, and I really like it. And to be clear, he was a dad well before he was a dad. Oh, long, long, long before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and and obviously, we love getting texts from Quinn after every episode telling us the things that he thinks that we've missed. So he's an integral part of of this podcast in many ways. Hundo P. So, thank you, Quinn. Thank you, Quinn. All right. Last two. Number two. And by that, I mean the second to last one we're going to talk about and in no way ranked other than uh, number of podcasts they've been on is... And overall quality. Yeah, right. That too. Yeah. Number number two, then, is Jerry. Uh, so, he did store-bought cookies. He yeah. then did core competencies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He then did Seinfeld's minor, minor characters with us, and then he did Head Scratchers. It's official. When people ask me what my favorite episode is, I tell them Head Scratchers. It's the it's probably the most fun I've had recording an episode, and I probably listen to it. I go back and listen to it when I need something fun to listen to. Like it's so good. It's the kind of list that you couldn't sit down and make. It takes time, uh, and that's true of a couple of his episodes which is one of the reasons I'm so appreciative of him is that he really puts a lot of effort and takes it seriously. Jerry is the only way to describe Jerry's unique talent on this podcast is to, to listen to it. Um, and once you've listened to it, you'll know what we're talking about. 
He's he's the best. Yeah. He's he's excellent. So I I want to note that um I think I think you could be deceived into thinking that his podcasting style differs from his real lifestyle and I want to disabuse any listeners of that notion. The way he thinks Axe speaks on the podcast is precisely how he thinks Axe speaks in regular day-to-day life. Um, but at no time is that more exaggerated than when he's <laughs> bored. So the last like week and a half, he's been sick. Uh, he has bronchitis. I No, my mom has bronchitis. He has a sinus infection. They're both very sick. They, they've been miserable. The last Nobody has time for that. No. So they've been, they've had a little bit of cabin fever and, um, it's also worth noting that my sister and my brother-in-law, Felicia and Seamus, have been living with my parents for the last couple of weeks because they're place they're they're doing a lot of work on their home. And long story short, they're all kind of stuck in this little apartment. And my parents are going crazy. And so every time I see my dad lately, he has just been just like speaking in monologues and just just saying a lot of random things in no real order and it's like listening every time i see him the last couple weeks it's been like watching and or listening to an episode of this podcast it's really something he's just saying so many things that sound like him talking like doing redoing the episode of of um head scratchers i would love a second head scratchers episode maybe you should just record him next time you see him I honestly, like I said, the, lately it's just him or like talking about how my mom doesn't pay enough attention to him. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that she has bronchitis right. and is sick in the other room. And in a way that you understand, you've grasped so nicely my parents dynamic. Like my mom is just quietly taking her medicine in the other room. Like just she just wants to survive this thing. She just wants to get through to the other side and really wants my dad to leave her alone, and he really won't. I wish Jerry would not leave me alone. I'm yeah. I so Jerry. Um, last year he gave us a podcast idea he wanted to do that was seasonal, and I'd like to revisit it with him because it's getting close to that time of year again. So we may be hearing more from oh, Jerry soon. Oh yes, yeah. Oh, I should ask him about that actually. Let me, I'm going to put that on a, a note. Please do, because I really want to do that. I've been waiting oh, yeah. a year. Actually, let me yeah, let me make sure. I'm actually going to be up uh, at the old cabin this weekend. Maybe we could do something. I am going to be in Las Vegas with Cameron this weekend. But with, ah, let's well, sch- that won't work. But we'll find another time. Let's schedule. Also, I'm time. sure I will see him. Yeah. So, anyways, Jerry is one of my all-time favorite people, and his appearances on this podcast have been exactly what as advertised in some of my. Some of my favorite yes. re-listens. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. And last, but certainly not least, this person has been on this podcast five times. This is an upset. I didn't realize that it was this many times. I was surprised by it, too, but it makes sense. Number five, or uh, not number five, number one with five appearances is my wife, Allegis. She has wow. been on... I think first she did Guilty Pleasure TV, which, which was so much fun, so much fun. And the Guilty Pleasure concept is a blast because yes, we because it to be clear, we don't feel any guilt. We're not really capable of feeling guilt. No, 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 no way. 
So then she did The Bachelorette, or maybe it was The Bachelor first. We d- we just watched, I don't remember. We watched the first, the pilot, and then we ranked the competitors. So we did that Which, once for The Bachelor and once for The Bachelorette. I'd like to do it again for the next season of The Bachelor and Peter Pilot. We should do, we should do it in Paradise. I think we should Ooh. do an In Paradise one. Well, it's good that I've seen enough now that I could intelligently talk about Paradise and recognize a lot of the people on it. Okay, yeah. let's... Okay, she'll be all over stick that. A pin, let's stick a pin in that. But she also did, uh, we when we did the Honeymoon podcast, she was on that, yep. obviously, and then she was a, a guest on the New Girl podcast. So that's five there. Yeah. And she, in most things that she does, she was <laughs> initially skeptical of her own ability to do it and then was really, really good at it. So there's yep. no surprises there. I think one thing that she <laughs> is not embarrassed by, but is thinks about is like, when I mentioned this to her, she was like, oh, my God, the episodes that I've been on are all about TV. It's Guilty Pleasure TV and Bachelor and New Girl. It's like people are going to think all I do is watch TV, which so we're clear is not at all true. Couldn't but, be further from the truth. No, but <laughs> one of my favorite things about Allegiance is that she really does love TV in a way that I can yes. I could never replicate. I, she'll make fun of me about this. And it's something that's true. And I don't understand it but i could watch a two and a half hour movie with no problem but like get really antsy if i watch two like 40 minute episodes of tv like i get i get Mm -hmm. really worked up about it allegiance has no problem doing that and while it seems like based on this episode list that she's really into trashy tv (laughs) which she is she's also a very talented like tv critic like i really enjoy watching stuff with her because she understands it better than i do it's just a unique experience watching tv with her obviously i love doing everything with her but that's one thing where she really has a a huge leg up on me and so it's fun because i want to just jump in with this trashy piece because what i one thing i really like about allegius uh among many things is she's 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 really like a zero or 100 type person um, so I think the reason she's watching trashy TV in her pajamas with her glasses on is because she the night before worked until 10 p.m. <laughs> doing fantastic work at her job. Like, that's what's funny about her is she's the kind of person who absolutely grinds herself into the dust by working really, really hard and accomplishing stuff and just being great at what she does. And so she needs to decompress with trashy TV. Yeah, okay. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Like TV is a really good way for her to decompress. And that's, and you're right. Like usually it's, she's watching an episode of TV when she gets home late at night after working hard. But I think another thing that is cool about it is that like a lot of this, like, like pretty little liars or survivor or the bachelorette, like she's watching these shows because it's something that she shares with someone important to her. So whether that be her sister Anka or someone else in her family or me, or like she loves um, she loves catching up with people at work on The Bachelorette. Like it's just something that yeah. they do, and so with a lot of these shows, it's just a, a window into Allegis's like crazy ability to to foster community and interact with people like pretty much effortlessly. This this past weekend, we spent a lot of time. We were at my home, and we spent time with a lot of my extended family who she hadn't met before. Yep. And we basically she was interacting with like a really wide group of people 
who she at some point in the recent past didn't know at all. And I didn't have to spend any time kind of like holding her hand or facilitating anything because she just so seamlessly integrates into things. And I think that that's something that comes across in these episodes. I've gone on too long, but I just like talking about her. Yeah, she's a good doobie. We are definitely big fans of this podcast. So thank you, Allegis. And that's it. That's everybody that's been a guest on this podcast. And the not top three. Uh, (laughs) Alex and the cats. And uh, we're only throwing Alex in there as a uh, as a, as a uh, test to see if he listened all the way through. I think he might. I think he was angry at us that we said that um, he probably wouldn't listen to the rest of the Groomsman podcast since he was first. So he yeah, may. But, well, hey, we'll find out. We'll, you know what? We'll find out. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to see. So because we didn't make a joke about it until the end. That's true. Oh, good point. So he can't just listen yeah. to it out of spite. No. This is a long fucking podcast, but I think it's okay because it's really important that we spend time thanking our friends. We are unparalleled in the blessings we have received and the people that we interact with. This list comprises our friends, our family, our coworkers, our associates. It's a list of 25 people that are extremely important to both of us. And it's important. It's, it's nice that it, this falls so close to Thanksgiving because I really am truly grateful for all these people in general, but also for their interest in this podcast. So yeah, I'll say it again. Thank you. It's It's been really fun for both of us, I think. Totally agreed. Thank you all. All right. So, do you have some stuff to say? Yeah, very quickly. Uh, we mentioned Erin earlier and thanked her for being on the podcast. I'll thank her now for putting our artwork together. It's super dope. It's awesome. If you want to see more of her stuff, obviously you could do that at Sant Design on Instagram. I wish that Kevin McLeod was on this podcast, maybe someday. Until then, we will just have to thank him for the stanky beats that he puts on every episode of this podcast, the Not Top 3, the intro. Those are my thank yous for our production. Yeah, he lays down those stanky beats. He does. Uh, so I want to thank one of our inner circle Many time guests, Caroline Labranti for her fantastic work on our social media. You can check her stuff out at, I think I got to find out what it actually is called. It's like Caroline Labranti photography. It's her photography page. Um, it's great work. Very artistic. She's doing more photos. I think this coming weekend, she just did some that were uh, pretty dope. Um, so you can also check out our other social media stuff, our Facebook, the Instagram, Twitter. You can send us an email, top10km at gmail.com. If you have suggestions, thoughts, you want to be a guest, you want to tell us that you were actually a guest on an episode and we forgot you. Kyle's the worst. He's the one who put the list together. Kyle, don't worry. I'm sure that didn't happen. I don't think I forgot anybody, but no, if I'm I did. just kidding. I'm sure it's okay. Sorry, guys. Uh, all that stuff is top 10 with the 10 spelled out T-E-N. Finally, I'm sure you're listening to this on some app, but if you want another one, Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So that's what I got to say, dog. Good work, amigo. I'm looking forward to the next hundred. Beautiful. I can't wait for more guests. I got a bunch of people I just thought of while we were doing this, so I wanted to come on. For sure. So until then, thank you, Michael. Blessings. Thank you. (laughs) See you, buddy. See ya.